And welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. I am your host, Harrison Fagan, and joining me, as always, is my lovely wife and co-host, Mia Agraviador. And Mia, I hope you're ready to be brave, because that's the movie that we're watching today from Disney and Pixar, the first Disney-Pixar princess, Merida, of the movie Brave. Did you just get that fact from me, like, two minutes ago? We don't need to take people behind the curtain. <laughs> so, I have not seen this movie before. My understanding is Why? that it is a loose adaptation of the video game Horizon Zero Dawn. But, Mia, can you sort of break down to me why you like this movie and I didn't, I why, didn't do, like I why just, do I have to watch it? I didn't say I liked it. Oh. I'm just kidding. I did like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Disney movie. I knew you liked it. I enjoy this movie. I don't like it as much as, like, the other movies we've seen, actually. Um, but this is a good movie. I mean, I'm not mad about watching it. I did, uh, fun fact, I did watch it, I think, a week before it came out at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. Because Oh, wow. Big wig. My, one of my friends was part of, like, a, um animation animators club. He got his tickets to go see it early. I don't know. It was like a guild. No, it wasn't a guild. It was like a Ooh. Fancy. I'm yeah, saying, well, it I came out like it's... seven years ago. Everyone's seen it now. This is, you're not special. I know. I just want to add that story. Because <laughs> I had a good experience watching it. So this oh, okay. So Disney bit. basically bribed you into liking it. Well, I mean, I was at the El Capitan Theater. And Did we... you accept food? Yes. Ethical it was, violation. It was free popcorn. Ethical violation. Free popcorn and soda. So I was having a grand old time. And then we went to the Disney store across the street. All right, we'll take it. everything Mia says about this movie <laughs> with a grain of salt. She's been bought and paid for. Uh, no, I, I, I think I, I do like this. I like Merida as a character. This movie itself, though, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while, so I just remember really liking her character. Oh, God. Well, that's not a strong endorsement. Uh, okay. Well, why well, haven't you seen it? Do you remember when it came out? No. Really? Yeah, I don't know, like 2015-ish? No. It was a little bit before that, like 2014? Okay. Something yeah, like I said 2014 in the intro. I'm just covering all my bases. Okay, go ahead. I didn't actually look it up. But, yeah, no, I just, the same reason I haven't seen, like, any of these is because I was, like, an adult. Because you're lame. Look, if you're lame, just say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not in touch with my inner princess. I think that's what we've discovered I think you're getting, year. I think you're getting there, though. I think you're getting there. Yeah, three more movies, and I think I'll be all the way there. Hey, it's not the destination. It's the friends we make along the way. And the princesses we meet. We so, just need to be brave about it. Do you think this movie is going to hold up? Yes. <laughs> um, I think it will be interesting because this is a very underrated, like, Pixar barely recognizes this movie. Like, you don't see any merchandise. When you go to Pixar Pier in California Adventure, no Pixar. I mean, Nobody no, shoots arrows at you. There's no it's, grave it's, stuff. It's, it's all, like, Toy Story and stuff like that. So it must I think not have done very well. It, it actually didn't do very well. Okay, well, that's why. <laughs> But we will see if it was warranted or unwarranted, and we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. We just watched Brave, and before we get into everything, Harrison is going to do the 60-second summary in which he summarizes the movie in 60 seconds. Harrison, are you ready? Yep, I'm ready to go. All righty. 
Okay, so the movie starts out with uh, a little redheaded girl named Merida. She gets attacked by the bear. By She sees a will-o'-the-wisp, follows it into the forest. Her dad saves her from being attacked by a bear who follows her back. Brave. That's the start of the movie. We find out her dad lost his leg in that fight, setting up a lifelong hatred of bear. Merida isn't really getting along with her mom because her mom wants to marry her off in an arranged marriage during a tournament where the three clans from the kingdom come, submit their sons to like have a thing. Merida chooses archery. She wins the archery, so she wins her own hand, decides to not get married, which causes potential civil war in the kingdoms. And Merida's like, oh, why doesn't my mom just get me? And so she goes, gets a witch to make her a haunted pie that is supposed to change her mom's perspective, but it just turns her mom and her three younger brothers into a bear, which then is inconvenient because, as mentioned earlier, her dad hates bears, tries to kill them, drives them out, they try to find a cure for it, and it turns out that the cure all along was uh, them starting to understand each other. And they also run into... Oh, okay, well... Well, I, you got it. You, it. Literally at one minute and point thirty six. I mean, I kind of left out, like, a couple details, like, you, you know... You most of it, though. Yeah. The bear from the beginning, Mordu, it turned out, was the evil king uh, from that they referenced earlier on in the movie that had also, like, been turned into a monster, uh, they were called, and he was basically... Became, like, an immortal bear, and uh, after they defeat him at the end, using the power of family and trust and love... And a stone falling on him and killing him. Yes. His force ghost is like, hey... Thanks for doing that. Thanks. And it turns out that his force ghost was the Will-O-The-Wisp the whole time trying to lead them to fulfill his thread in the fabric of reality uh, and free his soul from, you know, being possessed inside the evil immortal bear. Um, I don't think I see it as that. I think the Will-O-The-Wisps are like different spirits of people who died. I don't think he was controlling all those things. Oh, no, I took it as he was like directing her there the whole way. Okay. I think the movie makes a lot more sense if you view it that way. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so this is your first time seeing this movie, and I remember I showed you the trailer, um, and you're like, mm, I don't know about this movie, and then you watched it, and what's your verdict? Well, yeah, I mean, I watched the trailer, and the trailer looked like, like a bad PS3 cutscene, and so I was like, oh, I don't know, this may be the first one where the visuals are not upgraded from one movie to the next, and Disney doesn't top itself, but... You know, honestly, after kind of a rocky start from that, I love this movie. This, I think this is my favorite Disney princess movie so far. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which is weird because you told me it's like one of the most reviled ones. Not and maybe reviled. That's... It's a like, it's very forgotten. Like people yeah. don't really bring it up as much. I mean, like even Disney doesn't even like advertise Merida as much, even though she is in the princess lineup. I mean, she does get some love and like they do have like dolls of her and stuff like that, but... Yeah, Pixar themselves, like, don't even, like, recognize this movie at all. Yeah, I I mean, I love it, honestly. And maybe it's because of those sort of low expectations going in. I think this has sort of been, like, a theme of our podcast is that, um, like, you know, the movies that we go into not having overhyped, we end up liking a little bit more than we expected. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I really, really liked this movie. And I, I just liked how... Almost, there were there were just, like, no wasted references from a storytelling perspective. Everything had a larger payoff in the end. You know, the, like, the silent kid that, like, barely talked ended up having a funny voice. Uh, like, Merida, you know, her dad's hatred of bears. I was like, this is really random that they're emphasizing this. And then it turns out, I had no idea her mom ends up getting turned into a bear. Yeah, uh, spoiler alert. Um, 
if you haven't seen it <laughs> and you've only watched the trailer, this like is a very big surprise for a lot of people. Because I remember watching it for the first time and I was like, oh, the mom turns into the bear. Like, I, I feel like this movie wasn't well received because of its advertising. Yeah, the advertising's like really bland and you're not really, really sure what the movie's about. Exactly. And, yeah, but yeah. like it is a very heartfelt story about a mother and daughter relationship coming together and understanding each other. Yeah, and not just that, but also sort of like and more so than just understanding each other, learning to understand the differences in their generations and sort of giving each other grace that like, you know, there's this sort of trope, I think, you know, but it's not really a trope because I guess it's true. It's a stereotype, you know, or to, it's true to a degree with, I think there's sometimes a generational divide between parents who had it worse growing up and their children who had it better. Yeah. And I think like they don't under, the, the parents are sort of like, oh, well, you know, you have this great life. Why can't you just be grateful that you're not like kind of, you know, being raised in like these adverse conditions and just being married off to whoever. And you got to do this to like rise out of poverty and and then the kids are like, well, like, you know, I want to marry for love and I, I'm not ready to get married yet. And all these things, that's sort of the central like divide at the, at the part of the, at the heart of this movie, not part, heart of this movie. And, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people can relate to. Maybe not the mar arranged marriage part of it or whatever, but not relating to their parents who, you know, didn't have it as good. And their parents kind of being like, oh, well, you know, like when I was growing up, I would have just been happy to have a roof over my head and whatever. And yeah. so, you know, I, I think the and it's the way that they sort of come together and learn to understand each other by going through this sort of like you know, a literal out-of-body experience where they have to work together to be able to solve the problem and I thought was really well done and the way that they set it up, the final confrontation where, you know, the mom ends up having to catch Merida and it kind of goes back to like, you know, she they spent hours, there's this montage of her learning to catch a fish with her paws and it's just like every single little reference and moment and montage ends up paying off in the end. Yeah, I think it's just a really sweet movie. And I really love that one scene where uh, Merida's mom, her mom's name is Eleanor, um, and Eleanor's talking to her husband, and her husband's all like, pretend I'm Merida, like, what do you want to say? And then, so Eleanor's talking to her husband, and then Merida is talking to her horse, and her and Merida are basically saying the same things, just a little bit differently, but it just shows that, like, they are both trying to just want them to listen like just listen to me like I love you and like I want you to understand why where I'm coming from and stuff like that like the mom is saying like I'm just trying to protect you and I love you and I want you to be good and like raise you well and Merida's all like I just want you to understand that like I'm not like you at all and yeah. I want to do my own thing but I still love you you know, like, yeah. I still respect it's you. It's not like me wanting to be my own person is not me trying to disrespect you. It's just that I am different than what you want for me. Yeah. And then they both say at the same time, like, I, I just want you to listen to me. Yeah. And it's done in this, like, it's done in that really strong montage where they're not actually talking to each other, but they're playing out a conversation yeah. as though they would talk to each other. Yeah. I think that's really deep. And I, I, I think Pixar does a really good job about, like, doing very, like, Make, telling a simple story that has a very deep and complex like theme to it, I think you know. Yeah. It 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 does it does that really well, and I'm really bummed that like not a lot of people like have watched this movie because it is good, and I think this, this was to me the best movie that we have watched so far. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, of the of the Princess Marathon. 
You this, So this is better than Tangled. Oh, this was way better than Tangled to me. I think you probably like this more because, one, there was no, no one that was singing. <laughs> That's probably part of it, yeah. And two, it was just, it was a very action-heavy movie. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? All right, all right. You know what? To each his own. And I think that there were a lot of kind of, like I talk about the payoff, like it just felt like everything, every line of dialogue, every scene in this movie was setting up some later thing where it just felt, I don't know, tangled to me. It just felt a lot more, I guess, like tangled up and messy. How dare you? I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, anyways, yeah. Well, I, I think this is a very big difference um, from the other princess movies we've watched because this is done by a different studio. It's not done by Disney. It's done by Pixar. And I think this is Pixar's first like princess-ish kind of movie they've made. And also, this is actually the first princess that does not have a love interest. What did you think about that? I thought I didn't think she needed one. I thought the larger part of the story was that she was not at a point in her life where she was ready to settle down yet. You know, it, it's just... She's so, a teenager. Yeah. And, and she also, she yeah, she just was sort of like, I don't, I, this is not what I want yet. Like, I still want to go out and do all of these things in my life before I decide to settle down. And I think, you know, a lot of people have been at that point in their life where they're, you know, whether they're telling their parents or whether they're, you know, just telling friends or whatever. It's just like, I'm not, I, I either haven't met the person yet or I'm just not ready to settle down yet. I have things that I want to accomplish or, yeah. I think I think technically this movie is a love story, but it's a love story in the sense of it's between a mom and a daughter. Yes, but like in a not in a, in a, gross in a familiar way. way. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just them getting together. It's like it's like how Frozen is more about sister love than like actual love. Yeah, even though they have love interests in that it's, movie. Yeah, but it, the it's sister, more about the sisters coming together. Yeah, and I think this movie really kicked off like all the other uh, movies that uh, Disney has put out where a lot of the female lead characters are not interested or not even like a love interest isn't even brought up anymore. Like, I think they realize that like, Oh, I think they're like, Oh, not every movie has to be a love story where we're, you know, exactly. telling kids that they need to have these heteronormative relationships and that's their only value. Yeah. I think Disney has been leaning more towards like, you know, friendship love or family love or, you know, Stuff like that. And I think that's... more people can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, that's Numerically, I mean... Yeah, that's... It is true. Um, Almost everyone's had a friend at some point, you know? Or everyone... Everyone had... Not everyone, but most people have a parent that they've had disagreements with. Yeah. Or a sibling that they, you know, did not always like or did not always get along with. Yeah, and I think that's... I think exploring more of those stories is very interesting instead of just having a, oh, boy meets girl... They both fell, fall in love. They have an adventure. It only took them, what, like 14 movies to figure that out? <laughs> I know, right? Um, what did you think of Merida as a character? I, I thought she was a really strong character. I, you know, not just actually like in terms of her physical prowess and being, you know, very much not one of these stereotypical princesses where she is, like she doesn't need the love interest to fight off the bad guys for her or something. She's not a damsel in distress. Like she is her own action hero who, you know, there's the scene where she's winning her own hand or, or she decides to put her own hand up and she's like, oh, I want them to compete in archery and then kind of comes out of the crowd and splits the arrow down the middle with her own archery prowess like she is you know this character who does not need someone to fight for her she is a strong independent kind of you know non-damsel in distress yeah and she's messy 
she's not like a perf perfect princess that always has her hair up and everything. She is like a messy gal. Like she wants to go out and ride her horse and fire her arrows and like climb not waterfalls. Not herself up and, yeah, yeah. you know, like eat in a messy, gross way. Yeah, and, and I think that kind of shows that she takes more after her dad. And I don't think yeah. her mom likes that because... And that's why her and her dad have a really strong relationship from the beginning of the movie all the way through. Like, that yeah. never falters. Yeah, but the one thing that kind of irked me was that... Except it, for when her dad locks her up in a castle because he doesn't believe... He, un, you know, understandably, understandably <laughs> does not believe that the giant bear that she has convinced is to, her mom. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm worried about your mental health now. I'm I'm just gonna go deal with this bear and then i'll come back and talk to you yeah but what irks me is that if they have such a strong relationship i don't know why her dad didn't talk to her mom about like because like she clearly was not happy about doing all her princess duties that her mom was asking her to do. well i think that her dad didn't have an example of like this is okay that you know she's gonna not oh do so all he, these you're th you're i think her like, dad kind of sort of tacitly endorsed he's like oh well you know she's got to get through it he's like i'm happy to be the fun parent but also like you know her mom's kind of right yeah but like her mom wasn't like that to her three brothers at all well, all, her brothers were not at the age yet where they were oh, even talking. Oh, that's true. Talking. They're like little so, babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I and did... also her mom, her their brothers, you know, yeah. there was a gender role for them where she's like, oh, that's fine that they're up to mischief. Like, I actually did like the relationship between her mom and her dad. I think it was very sweet. And I think this is like the first time we have seen a functioning uh mom and dad relationship well it's one princess. of the rare times when we've actually seen yeah i mean like the mom and dad rapunzel, sharing scenes yeah. because one of them is not dead yes i mean rapunzel did have her two parents but we didn't get much screen time there um but i think it, it was very sweet like he really does listen to her and he you can tell that he really does love her and she loves him too despite them being like complete opposites and i think that that's what makes them work and he was very understanding and he's like well you know merida is not like you and you know I think you need to talk to her. And the mom was kind of like, oh, I don't want to and stuff like that. And the he, scene where he was pretending to be Merida for her. I mean, the dad was uh, stole the, every scene he was in. The dad he was, was hilarious. Like, yeah. He's like this lovable, he's like a dumb golden retriever. Yeah. Like he, he's the king, but you obviously know that the mom is behind everything. I yeah. feel like, yeah, because he's just like, I want to go kill some bears and have some fun and drink some wine. And yeah, it's like an FDR Eleanor Roosevelt type of thing. Oh my God. <laughs> you just had to sneak that well, in she's, you know she's sort of like the brand you know he is off kind of doing his like kingly things and she's making sure that the actual like government and the stateliness yeah. of it he's basically a figurehead yeah he's just like or i mean she's better at sort of the like the softer touch politics of like let's make sure that all everyone uh, that you know the, the kingdom stuff gets done and you'll deal with like the war and the hunting and you know the entertaining the guests and yeah. all of that stuff and yeah, the, and the physical sure. enforcement because you are like a giant literal hulk he is very big but yeah i he's very lovable i yeah. really like them he's uh, a big teddy bear oh <laughs> um what did you think about, like, the three other clans and how they came together? I, I feel like that was kind of the weakest point of the movie when they were all kind of hanging out in that little room and they're, like, chasing a bear. Like, that that kind of slowed down the plot a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, all of the other clans were sort of one note, but I felt like they sort of did what they were supposed to do in just being comedic relief. Like, they yeah. weren't supposed... It's like... I mean, it, they are a plot point, but, like... Yes, they are just comedic relief. There's not much to them. I and they're like... also there so that you see, you know, 
the that there are these three sort of and you know it's similar to a lot of governments where there are these different states or provinces or whatever it may be that have different interests and different pursuits and you know all want to be viewed in equal and that they're being done right by the kind of the central figure of their government and so they're there so that you understand the importance for Eleanor and for, you know, uh, and for Merida and making sure that, you know, you can unite these differing factions so that they can be greater than the sum of their parts in this great nation that, yeah, you know, that they've does, become. She does have, like, she makes a point when everyone's fighting with each other, Merida comes in and she's all like, hey, well, remember when my dad saved your butt in that one war? Or remember when that guy, like, helped you out that one time that everyone yeah. was sad and everything? Like, we all help each other and, like, we need to be united because I think she was thinking about the story that her mom was telling her about those kingdoms that the brothers that like fell out. And yeah. It, and it, it's funny because that story turns out to be Mordu, who is like the really crazy bear person because he yes. went to the, he went to the witch to get it changed. It's because he thought he could change his fate. Yeah. But you can't, you just have to learn to learn. accept everyone for who they are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, nope, that's cool. I'm just going to be a bear. Yeah. Um, and he fucked up because uh, he was a bear for too long. Yeah. And he actually turned into a bear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the animation in this. Um, I, I know Pixar's very good at animation, but like just even like the smallest details, like her hair, the way it moved and stuff. And especially when it got wet, like it wasn't just like her hair was still Her curly. hair was almost its own character. Yeah, exactly. And when she like they did the slow motion of the bow and arrow and you saw the bow going through the air and it kind of like moved a little bit. Yeah. Like, I feel like they just did so much research on that. And when the mom turns into a bear, it's like, you can clearly tell that the bear is still her mom because of the way she like walks around. On yeah. Her two the, feet. the bear is trying to be very like prim and proper. Yeah, and She's like trying to like, uh, she's trying to use a fork and knife or something to like, to cut this cut like berry. poisonous berry. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really cute. And then, I mean, they didn't have to do this, but I think they probably did this for merchandise. But when her three little brothers turned into bears, too. Yeah. I just find it funny that, like, it wasn't that big of a deal that they turned into bears. It was like, oh, my God, we need to get mom back to her original form. Yeah, because it's like, oh, these three brothers is bears. That's not, like, that different I mean, than yeah, their normal I know. personalities. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they were very cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, w Did you not like anything? No, it seems I, like I you like liked, really like this. Movie. I, I really liked this movie. I I thought that uh, it was cool how you know when they're at the witch's house, the witch is shot almost like a horror movie. But then it turned <laughs> it's a little bit of a misdirect because it turns out she's not really that evil at all. She just sort she's of just is selling stuff. Yeah, she's a small business owner, and you know you didn't read the fine print. That's on you. You know what? I I'm kind of like I'm kind of comparing Brave to like The Little Mermaid in that. Obviously, they're both redheads, but they're both like, oh, I don't like what my parents are doing. I'm going to go off and like get some help from someone and sign a contract without looking, basically. Yeah. And the difference is, you know, that like Ursula is like evil yeah, and this like, witch is not really evil. She's, she's just, just like, like eh, you know, I'll, I'll let you figure out a way out of this. But like, I'm also, you know, trying to make you, you're promising me this money and you're, you want a service and I'm giving you my version of that service. Yeah. Or I love the part when... They have to go back to her house and she has like a fucking away message. <laughs> yeah. She's like, dump a potion to see. Yeah. They, she's they, like, oh, if you're that redhead girl, uh, put in potion number two. And she's like, anyways, just letting you know, I'm going to be gone till like next summer. So uh, good luck. And uh, here's a little riddle for you on how to fix things. Um, figure it out. Yep. I mean, do you think like if it would have gone wrong, does she have like grounds to sue her? 
I, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that the court system is not that advanced back then. I think it was pretty much just like if, you know... It was a fight to the death. No, I, I don't even think that. It's like, hey, you wronged the princess. We're just gonna kill you. That's true. Like, that's, you know, you're a witch. Like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna kill you. Like, that was that was pretty much the legal process back then. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I will say I do... I mean, this is not a musical, but they this movie does have pretty good songs in it. Like, I really like the... My favorite one is when she's riding her horse, and it's a... Uh, I like I have this on one of my playlists on Spotify, but it's like Touch the Sky. It's just such a good song. And I think a lot of like the traditional like Scottish music that they put in there, like this you can tell like this movie was very well thought of. Like yeah. I think the Pixar crew actually spent like a month in Scotland, like researching like what the traditions were back then and like what these like castles look like and stuff. And I think that's just really cool. Um I just wish, you know, Pixar could do more like cultural stuff. I mean, they did Coco and stuff like that, but you know, I think that's just that's just cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think there's anything really bad. I think the only thing that kind of stood out to me that was bad was that the marketing. <laughs> the marketing, yeah, and also their weird housemaid that has giant tits for no reason. Well, and then the brothers sort of get like you know uh, they realize they like girls when they fly through them. I don't to get think the that key. was... Wasn't that what that scene was supposed to be? No. When the little bears are crawling in there? No. Oh, okay. This well... a child's movie. Actually, there's, there was a lot of nudity in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, surprisingly. A lot, a lot of male butts in this movie. Like, probably sets a record for... I'm gonna go ahead and say that this does set a record for most butts in a Disney movie. Yeah, I don't know why. they. I guess... I mean, I feel bad for whoever Sur- had to animate surpassing, that. Surpassing the previous record of uh, that Tom Hanks Disney mermaid movie or whatever. <laughs> Splash? Yeah. That's not Disney. Oh, that wasn't? No. Oh, it's on Disney Plus, I yes. just assumed. Okay. I think it's a Fox thing. But yeah, oh. I just feel bad whoever had to be like, all right. I guess Mulan had a few butts. Oh, or yeah, were they right. implied butts? No, I don't think there were any butts. Like specifically i think it was like from the top up nudity i feel like you saw a male butter too in mulan i think you i don't know we may have to go back and watch it all right and do, we'll do a butt well, count <laughs> we're, yeah we're gonna do we're gonna do the princess movie ranking episode and then we're also gonna do like a detailed study of which disney movie has the most butts in it <laughs> i mean was it because like scottish men don't wear underwear under their kilts is that what they're i think it was to... just comedic relief i mean disney knows butts are funny butts are funny farts yeah. are funny yeah kids Ooh, love butts you know? Okay, all right. But, like, to laugh at them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we can kind of both agree. My God, you saw the king's butt. That's pretty funny, right? Like, I, I laughed. I laughed, too. Um, I think we could both agree that this is a very underrated movie. Yeah, maybe maybe the most underrated. Like, is this the movie that you're going to tell me that you're like, okay, this is not something I would seek out myself, but I'm, like, glad that I saw it? No, I, I I'm... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd show that if you were like, hey, which Disney movies, like, are you willing to sit down and watch with the kids so that they can get time with dad? Like, this is on the list. This is on the list? Yeah, this is on the list. Is this Tangled the on list. the list? No. How dare you? <laughs> uh, anyways, do you have anything else to add or? No. Just uh, everyone should go see this in this movie. Yeah, every, honestly, if you didn't see this movie because you thought it looked underwhelming or whatever, like, I, I mean, show it to your kids or watch it yourself. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a very touching Are movie. Are you a kid? You'll probably like the butts in this movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so our next movie is another princess movie you have refused to watch, which I don't know why. Uh, Moana is next. 
I don't know. I just felt like the songs kind of got overplayed. Oh I'm like God. not that big of a Lin Manuel Miranda guy. But okay, all right. Well, you know what? We'll we'll see. We'll see if you like it or not. But um, if you want to continue following us on our Princess God, Journey, it's only got a 78 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Moana or Brave? Brave. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it. That's. I know. Why did they not like it? That's lame. Yeah. Anyways, um, if you want to follow, continue to follow us on our journey, Princess Journey, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts, I guess. <laughs> and uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well if you want to see updated uh, episodes. Uh, and yeah, we're almost done with our series. Um, it's been taking a while, but I think we have learned and grown to love each other even more. Right? Oh, I was just looking at the Rotten Tomatoes review. What did you say? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> just, why don't you send the people off? And we'll catch you next time. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Oh my God. <laughs> and that's another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs>